Hello, America. <clears throat> Excuse me. Welcome, allergies. It's Eric Erickson here nationwide. Glad to have you with me. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, is 877-973-7425. Uh, credit card debt has surged as inflation uh, forces Americans to borrow more. Um, it, Ron Klain is, is trying to claim that everything is going to be fine. Remember that guy? He's supposedly the White House chief of staff. Nancy Pelosi is in Taiwan. We're waiting World War III breaking out. But the actual big story of the day, and, and the one that unfortunately is not going to get as much coverage, I think, from the right, is uh, Ayman al-Zawahiri has been assassinated by the United States. We'll get to Nancy Pelosi here in a minute. I don't think it's as big a story as Ayman al-Zawahiri being killed by the CIA in Kabul, with a Hellfire missile. Uh, Ayman al-Zawahiri, if you don't remember that name, he was uh, Osama bin Laden's right-hand man. He was the mastermind behind uh, many of the terror attacks, including 9-11. He had been seen repeatedly sitting at Osama bin Laden's uh, right hand. And he was killed when he came on the balcony of a safe house in Kabul Sunday morning. He was hit by Hellfire missiles from a U.S. drone that had been watching for him. Joe Biden addressed the nation last night. Uh, wasn't worth anybody's time watching him, but he said justice has been delivered. This terror leader is no more, which is interesting because uh, Joe Biden opposed the assassination of Osama bin Laden. He opposed the raid that got him. He also opposed getting uh, Qasim Soleimani from Iran. But, uh, oh, man, his polling is beneath Donald Trump. So better go get this guy. I'm an Zawahiri. This is why uh, the Zawahiri assassination is a big deal. Joe Biden opposed going after Osama bin Laden. He opposed going after Qasim Soleimani. He suddenly was well and fine doing the Amin al-Zawahiri raid to get him with a Hellfire missile strike from the CIA. But the notable, big, and important point is this. Ayman al-Zawahiri was in Kabul with the blessing, sanction, and knowledge of the Taliban, who are themselves in Kabul with the blessing, sanction, and privilege of Joe Biden. The Taliban agreed they would not let al-Qaeda set up shop again in, uh, in Afghanistan, and they're there, just like they were before 9-11, undoubtedly plotting against us, and they are there with the knowledge, blessing, and permission of the President of the United States, who wants you to know that he killed Ayman al-Zawahiri, but doesn't want you to remember that Joe Biden uh, made it possible because Joe Biden allowed them into Afghanistan. Joe Biden is the guy who decided to trust the Taliban. Here's the headline from Reuters. Anthony Blinken, American Secretary of State, says Taliban grossly violated Doha agreement by sheltering Zawahiri. That's right. In the face of the Taliban's unwillingness or inability to abide by their commitments, we will continue to support the Afghan people with robust humanitarian assistance and to advocate for the protection of their human rights. Exactly how are you going to do that? You have vacated the country and have turned it back into a terrorist safe haven. What is really remarkable about all of this is how the media is allowing Joe Biden to lead them by the nose on this story. 
You are not allowed to question the president of the United States. All you can do is give him an attaboy. You killed Osama bin Laden's right-hand man. Attaboy, Mr. President. Well done. No one's allowed to ask why is Ahmad al-Zawahiri against an agreement with the Taliban given safe haven and a uh, big owl house with a balcony in Kabul. And how does the United States really think they're going to continue to advance the human rights of the Afghan people now that you've abandoned them? Do you know, for the past number of years before we left Afghanistan, American soldiers were not dying there. Afghans were dying. But we had figured out a way to let the Afghans uh, shoulder the responsibilities and behind the scenes, very few of us died. In fact, more than a year went by before Americans died until that fateful withdrawal led by Joe Biden. It is shameful, disgusting, gross, sickening, every synonym you can think of, that this president of the United States and members of the mainstream media would want to give Joe Biden attaboys and pats on the backs for killing Osama bin Laden's right-hand man when that man was killed in Afghanistan, a place he should not have been, a place he was not supposed to go, a place the Taliban said he would never go. But of course, you can't trust the Taliban. You can't believe the Taliban. You can't take the word of the Taliban. And Joe Biden is an idiot for doing so. And anyone who thought Joe Biden was worth getting out of Afghanistan for is an idiot as well. They have now turned Afghanistan back into a safe haven for the Taliban, for, for Al-Qaeda. The Taliban has allowed Al-Qaeda back in. They are no doubt plotting again against our interests as every single sane American, including the leadership of the American military, told Joe Biden. It is appalling that the American military or the American media would want us to cheer on Joe Biden for something that never should have happened because the man should not have been in Afghanistan because Joe Biden believed the Taliban. They were always going to break their word. They were always going to allow al-Qaeda back in. They were always going to be a threat to the United States. They were always going to plot to kill us. How many Americans will die because of what Joe Biden did. Everyone has rapidly pivoted to the Nancy Pelosi situation in Taiwan. It is a fascinating situation. Perhaps it was misguided of Nancy Pelosi to stir the pot and go to Taiwan. But Nancy Pelosi, once she said she was going to do so, was bullied by the Chinese into canceling her trip. And Nancy Pelosi was not going to let a group of communist Chinese warmongers bully her. Donald Trump and Joe Biden both think Nancy Pelosi should not be in Taiwan. Donald Trump and Joe Biden, after the Chinese threatened Nancy Pelosi, should have had the back of the Speaker of the House of Representatives of the United States of America. You do not allow, allow communist Chinese to dictate our national sovereignty and security. And yet Joe Biden and Donald Trump together have said Nancy Pelosi shouldn't go. It's a mistake. No, no. When the Chinese attack the American Speaker of the House, not the Democratic Speaker of the House, the American Speaker of the United States House of Representatives, you get in line behind her and say you've got no choice now. You have to go to show that the Chicoms cannot order us around. 
you will note how the media rapidly, rapidly moved to cover Taiwan. Everyone, I mean, the, the Biden administration could not have programmed this better for a rapid shift towards, oh, let's look at China, pay no attention. You just got the number two guy from the Al-Qaeda. And suddenly the whole media is pivoting to Taiwan. Why? Because it's now the active story. The guy is dead. We can move on. No, 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 no. You pivoted so that no one will ask the question. You will notice no one is pointing out how Joe Biden disagreed with Nancy Pelosi. You will notice the media is spinning this as democratic solidarity, standing up to communist Chinese, while Donald Trump and the Republicans criticize it you will notice the PR shift. You turn on TV right now, and what you see is lots and lots of wonderful coverage of Nancy Pelosi in Taiwan. What you do not see is a whole lot of coverage right now about Ayman al-Zawahiri. Fox News is covering it. CNN, MSNBC, Bloomberg News, CNBC, the CBS News feed, and the NBC 24-7 feed, they're all covering Pelosi. Only Fox is covering right now while I'm watching all the TV networks. I have a system where I can pull them all up at once. Only Fox is covering this. The others will get back to it. But they're focused far more on Pelosi and they're focused on Pelosi because to cover Ayman al-Zawahiri on a balcony in Kabul is to point out that Joe Biden's policies were a failure. It's to point out that Joe Biden lied to the American people. On August 20th, 2021, Joe Biden told the American public Al-Qaeda had gone from Afghanistan. It was safe to leave Afghanistan. The goal was accomplished and we could trust the Taliban not to allow Al-Qaeda back into the country. The Taliban gave us their word. It's a new day for the Taliban. Mullah Omar is gone. We can believe them. They don't want the uh, they don't want Al-Qaeda there either. The Taliban want to be their own men. They want to be their own masters. That's what he told us August 20th, 2021. Before American soldiers died in the botched evacuation of Afghanistan. So pay no attention to killing Al Qaeda's number two, because to pay attention to it is to ask how they were there. Why were they there? Why were they allowed to be there? Why did the United States do it? How did our intelligence let him get there for so long? What was going on? Why was this a failure? And it was a failure. We surrendered a territory that we controlled, and it is now again a safe haven for terrorists. 
So don't pay attention to that. Hey, y'all, Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan today. Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan. It's a it's a unified. Hey, Donald Trump did one or two. Pay no attention to Joe Biden saying she shouldn't go. It was all Trump. Trump's the one who opposed her. Everybody else, rah, 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 American speaker in Taiwan. And you know what? There is some merit there. What speaker of the House of Representatives says she's going to Taiwan and the communists say, don't you come? Well, by God, you, the speaker of the House of Representatives of the United States of America, are then obligated to go to stand up to the communists. You can't let the communists dictate your movements. Now, I'm not suggesting a coordinated conspiracy, and I can already see the emails flow through. What if it's a grand plan? It's 5D chess by the Democrats, and clearly this was all meant to distract from the fact that they were going. No, your mind works that way, but you're not a normal person. No, what happened is, Everyone thought Joe Biden would get a pat on the back and rah-rah from the American public after he killed the terrorists this weekend. But instead, what happened is Republicans and members of the military on background pointed out, wait a second, how was the number two of al-Qaeda in Afghanistan when the Taliban told us they wouldn't let them come back? How was he here? How was he there? because Joe Biden failed. So the media had to pivot to Nancy Pelosi and ignore the story that Joe Biden last night addressed the nation on because he wanted credit and today would prefer you move on because it raises all sorts of awkward questions. The President of the United States, Joseph R. Biden, has turned Afghanistan back into a safe haven for terrorists who wish to kill us. That's the story of the day. So let's ignore it if you're in the media. Everybody asked me about bowl and branch sheets. I actually put up a picture the other day. We got some in our house because we order from them. We actually are customers. They're like, oh my gosh, are they really that good? Yes, they get softer every single time you wash them. I mean, they use 100% organic cotton threads. They're super soft. You get such a good sleep. They have just the great weight to them. Like I had a pair of sheets we actually threw away when we replaced them with Bull and Branch where is they were just like too light and also not very soft. The Bull and Branch, they're perfect. The drape across your body when you sleep, absolutely perfect. Bull and Branch uses the highest quality threads on earth for superior softness, for a better night's sleep. They've got over 10,000 stellar reviews. Their signature sheets come in nine neutral colors in all sizes from twin to California King. You will feel the difference. And they're 100% free from toxins. No pesticides, no formaldehyde, no harsh chemicals. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want on the program, I do want to address the Nancy Pelosi situation directly without the Afghan situation. The Afghan situation, you know, I I will tell you, it is predictable to me. If you listen to a lot of uh, conservative radio around the nation today, you're hearing 
about the Pelosi thing first and the Zawahiri thing is actually the first thing. I know we conservatives like to hate on Pelosi, but the fact that Joe Biden has allowed Afghanistan to be turned back into a terrorist safe haven is far more important in the grand scheme of things than the Speaker of the House visiting uh, an island nation off the coast of China. The Chinese are engaging in live fire military exercises around Taiwan in response to Speaker Pelosi going to Taiwan. Now, it is, you can debate and argue over whether or not she should have said she was going to Taiwan, uh, particularly as opposed to just showing up. Surprise. But it seems to me, as an American who loves the United States and believes we are the land of the free and the home of the brave and the shining city on the hill, as Ronald Reagan put it and John Winthrop put it, it seems to me that when the communist Chinese dictatorship tells our Speaker of the House there is somewhere on planet Earth you are not allowed to go, that it is incumbent on our Speaker of the House of Representatives of the United States of America, the People's House, the very first institution created under the Constitution of the United States of America, it is incumbent on the Speaker of that body to show up at that place as a middle finger to the communist dictators. Can you imagine if the Soviet Union had told Tip O'Neill, you can't go somewhere? Can you imagine what would have happened? Tip O'Neill, back in the 1980s, he was the Democratic Speaker of the House of Representatives. He would have showed up and taken the entire Congress with him. And every single one of you, Democrat, Republican, Independent, you would have cheered. You should not let our dislike of Nancy Pelosi deter you from cheering on the Speaker of the House of Representatives of the United States for standing up to the bullies in China. And it is shameful, frankly, that the president of the United States and the former president of the United States told her she was just making matters worse. She should not go. When the communist dictators tell you don't go somewhere, you go to that place. That should be like American patriotism 101. We're the shining city on the hill. We stand up to dictators. When they tell us not to do something, we go do it. And we hoist the American flag wherever we go. It is quite fair to say Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan inflamed tensions. It is quite fair to say that Nancy Pelosi should have gone about it a different way. It is quite fair to say all of those things. But it is most Accurate to say when communists tell you not to do something, you stand up to them and the entirety of the United States rallies behind your back, not because we like you, not because we agree with you, not because you're the leader of our party or the the leader of a different party or some high level member of a party or even a member of Congress. We do it because you have now provoked the ire of a communist dictatorship and Americans hate communists. And so you stand up to them and we have your back. And any of you who thinks she should not have gone and provoked the Chinese, that's fine. But any of you 
who think we should not have her back after the communist dictators told her what she should, could, and could not do. Well, you're just flat out wrong. You're flat out wrong. The very conscience of the being of the American people and ideal demands that we stand up to communist dictators when they try to bully us, and that's what she's done. And the rest of our leaders should understand, and maybe that's why they're slipping from power or have slipped from power, because they don't know how to stand up to the bullies like Pelosi does, for better or worse. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show Nationwide. The phone number is 877-973-7425 if you want to be on the program. Uh, They're not doing so great over at MSNBC. We're not talking about the N-word that was used to describe Herschel Walker. Uh, Steve Kornacki has had to drop a truth bomb on him and it's not going well. Well, it was one of the major stories to emerge from the 2020 election. It was the shift we saw in the Hispanic vote. Democrats still won the Hispanic vote in 2020. You can see by 21 points, but that was down 17 points from 2016. Hillary Clinton won the Hispanic vote by 38, Joe Biden by just 21. And you know what? The trend seems to be continuing in 2022. What you're looking at here, this is the average of every poll we've got out there that's been taken over the last three months that looks at the Hispanic vote. And you put them all together, Hispanics are now voting Democratic by just 13 points. So from 38 to 21, now down in the 2022 midterm polling to a Democratic advantage of just 13 points. Now, the problem with that, as I've been pointing out to you, is that in swing states, it's 50-50 or worse for the Democrats. In Florida, Hispanic voters now predominantly Republican voters. Southern Colorado, now predominantly conservative Republican voters. In Florida or Texas, uh, Republican voters. In Georgia, Republican. Brian Kemp winning Hispanic voters in Georgia, 60%. You know, he got 38% of the Hispanic vote in 2018 against Stacey Abrams. And now it looks like he said he gets 60% of them. She can't win uh, if Kemp gets 50% or more. And it looks like he's going to do it. Abrams cannot beat him uh, with the Hispanic vote going for Kemp that precisely, dominantly. By the way, speaking of, so those of you out of Georgia, there's an event you will be hearing about because the Democrats want to make it national news. There's an event that happens in Atlanta called Music Midtown. It's a big music festival. It's been going on since I was in college. And they've canceled it. They say they are canceling it uh, because of the gun laws in the state of Georgia, a local gun group, a Second Amendment group, has pointed out to them, and I don't know why you do this. Uh, honestly, um, it, it blows up in your face with your own side um, when you cause this sort of story to happen. But the gun agita- gun rights groups agitated uh, to the Music Midtown Festival that they could not prohibit guns at the music festival. So Music Midtown is using that as their excuse to say we're bailing, an in-kind contribution to Stacey Abrams. I have now heard from three separate people, including in the last commercial break, a text from a friend uh, who is familiar, who says they weren't selling tickets. Ticket sales were down. COVID spreading. Uh, People in Atlanta aren't inclined to go to the concert. Nobody's got the money. Ticket sales are down. And that's why they're canceling. It has way more to do with uh, ticket sales than it has to do with guns. But they're giving an in-kind contribution to the Democrats and making it about guns. Uh, In the process, they can undermine the Second Amendment group with the GOP, blaming the Second Amendment group saber-rattling for throwing them out. It was kind of a 
foolish move on their part, I think. But nonetheless, uh, it gives the Democrats a talking point that Brian Kemp of the GOP's gun laws are costing Atlanta a major music opportunity that has been going on for years in the city that people have looked forward to. But it also distracts from ticket sales that were not good this year. You won't hear the ticket sales story in the news. I've heard from three people separately who are familiar with the situation, and they say it's actually ticket sales. The Democrats are coordinating their attacks today. Stacey Abrams and various Democrats across Georgia pointed out it was Brian Kemp and his extremist agenda that cost Georgia this music venue. I don't think that's going to play very well with people because most people in Georgia tend to be gun-friendly. I do think, however, uh, that the Second Amendment rights activists sometimes cut off their nose to spite their face. It certainly doesn't help them to do this in the middle of an election uh, when you're going to have Republicans in the legislature who remember that they cost the GOP a day of headlines on something like this. So, I mean, good luck to them advancing the Second Amendment further with the Republicans in the state legislature and the governor after causing something like this if Music Midtown's to blame. Although, to be fair... I don't think it really is them. That's just their convenient excuse. It has everything to do with the economy. Now, let's go to the phones here. Arlene, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the program, Arlene. Good afternoon, Eric. Thanks for taking my call. I'm calling in response to the young man over at MSNBC that talked about Herschel Walker and using the Mm N-word. And I just want to let them know that all of the black Republicans in the state of Georgia that are supporting Herschel Walker. We are not ignorant and we are not being told what to do. It's the policies of the Republican party. And as Christians, that's why we are Republicans. Not that it's a perfect party, but it's a party of principles. And we are supporting Herschel Walker. He is not dumb. He's not ignorant. He is a Georgian, and he loves this country. And I would advise all of those that are calling us ignorant on Facebook that they read the Constitution and listen to Herschel, and I bet they will come on and support him, too. So that is my question. And thanks for the information on your kids, and I hope your wife will continue to do well. Thank you, Arlene. I appreciate it so much. Thank you very much. Uh, You know, I would also note it was Joe Biden who told black people they were not black if they voted for Donald Trump. Um, So which party is it that expects black voters to perform for them? Really? We're going to go there? Probably not. I'm going to go somewhere, and some of you are not going to like this. In fact, Charlie, you may want to just turn the phone lines off for a little while. If you haven't seen what I intend to talk about this segment, you will understand why. No good will come of this, but it has to be said, and I will be the person to say it. You know, I've gone after the Democrats. Time to criticize my own side. On a regular basis, I see and hear people say, and have callers to this program who say they didn't like mean tweets. So they voted for that guy. Look what they got now because I would rather have the mean tweets. A lot of you are not in your head. You'd rather have the mean tweets. And uh, to heck with those people who voted for Joe Biden because they were tired of Donald Trump. 
You know who you should blame? Not the people who voted for Joe Biden. You should blame Donald Trump. The Missouri Senate primary is today. Donald Trump a couple of weeks ago came out and said, uh, don't vote for Vicki Hassler. Uh, Vicki Hassler was backed by um, Josh Hawley. She's not a fantastic candidate. Donald Trump made clear he wouldn't support her. But also in the race is Eric Greitens. Eric Greitens is a pro-gun control Democrat. And that cannot be underemphasized. Eric Greitens was a pro-gun control Democrat who ran as a hardcore rabid Republican and got elected governor in Missouri only because Missouri does not have a runoff system for primaries. 75% of Missouri Republicans voted against him, and he was able to squeeze through because there was no runoff. He got like 25.5, 26% of the vote, and he won the Republican primary in a crowded field. He became governor and was forced out of the governor's mansion because it came out that he tied up a woman in his basement and assaulted her. It has subsequently come out from his wife that he also committed spousal abuse. Eric Greitens is what you call a wife beater. He's also an adulterer, and he also committed sexual assault against the woman he was having an affair with after tying her up in his basement. The scandal forced him out of the governor's mansion. Josh Hawley investigated Eric Greitens. Josh Hawley told Donald Trump, you need to be clear here. The man is running as one of your own, and he is a sociopath. Having investigated him, Josh Hawley informed the president and everyone in the president's circle, the man is bad news. We're going to lose this seat if he gets the nomination. Yesterday in Missouri, Donald Trump endorsed Eric. I guess he endorsed me. Here's the problem. Donald Trump says, well, I'm endorsing Eric. There are two Eric's running. There's an Eric I support, Eric Schmidt. Eric Schmidt is the Attorney General of Missouri. Eric Schmidt is a great guy. Eric Schmidt will be a great senator. He's a good conservative, and he can win. And there's Eric Greitens. Now, there's another Eric McElroy. No one's ever heard of. Nobody knows anything about it. He just qualified. You can pay some money, get on the ballot. This guy did. But there is um, there's Eric Greitens, and there's Eric Schmidt. And Donald Trump just endorsed Eric. Now, this is the sort of trolling you expect from Donald Trump. He didn't want Vicki Hassler. He attacked Eric Schmidt Sunday. And then on Monday said he was endorsing Eric. His future daughter-in-law, Kimberly Guilfoyle, is on Eric Greitens' payroll. He showed no leadership. He showed no character. If Donald Trump had character and self-control, he would still be president of the United States. If Donald Trump had some character and self-control, the American people would not have traded him for Joe Biden. But he lacks character and self-control. 
And all of you who are blaming the people who voted for Joe Biden should blame Donald Trump for his lack of character and his lack of impulse control. There's a wife beater sociopath running for the United States Senate in Missouri in a close election that if that guy wins, every single poll has shown the race would suddenly become competitive for the Democrats. At a time, there's a 50-50 hold in the Senate, and Trump's pick in Pennsylvania, Dr. Oz, is floundering around behind in the polling. We can't afford to lose Missouri. That the former president of the United States lacks the good grace and character to come out clearly against a sociopath who beat his wife, tied up a woman in his basement, and assaulted her. Tells you everything you need to know about why the man lost in 2020. And for those of you who can't process that, you can't understand that you're offended by me saying it. You probably need to reassess your worldview. If the former president of the United States is so committed to nursing grievances and being cutesy and trolling us, the American people got tired of him trolling us. And they went with what we have now. Had he provided them an alternative that wasn't a troll, they would have voted for him. If you want to blame someone for foisting Joe Biden on us, don't blame the 80 million people who voted for him. Blame the man who lacked the character and self-control to run a decent campaign to get himself reelected. He could have won. He should have won. But the American people got tired of his antics. And today he's demonstrating again exactly why he lost. And if he wants to run again, he better learn some character and impulse control, and it's probably too late for both. And so maybe instead of the Republicans circling back to the past and giving a guy one more term who would be precluded from a full eight years and could only do four years, maybe instead we should look for someone who could possibly get eight full years. Instead of wasting our time four years hence on another primary, he'd immediately become a lame duck, a characterless lame duck at that. Could potentially cost us Missouri. Could potentially cost us Pennsylvania. It's very frustrating. We need the Senate back. You know, I am told reliably that in our multiverse, There exists a Donald Trump who has good character and self-control, and he goes by the name Ron DeSantis. Maybe, just maybe, we need to start looking elsewhere instead of Palm Beach, Florida, for someone to lead the country in the future. And because of his lack of self-control, we got Joe Biden, and with Joe Biden, we got a wrecked economy. And in a wrecked economy, uh, probably... Probably you want to reach out to Gold Co. and see if they can help you with precious metals. Gold and silver. Uh, I worked during the Carter administration. We're kind of back to the Carter administration and all this sort of economic turmoil. And right now, if you call Gold Co. and their number is, I don't remember it off the top of my head, it is 855. 855- 904-5933. You can get a free wealth protection kit. Learn how to use gold and silver to protect and grow your money. Thousands of retirees are protecting their retirement savings. Many are getting $10,000 or more in free silver for doing it. Gold Co. can help you. See if you qualify for their offer. At least get the free wealth protection kit. Learn how to use gold and silver. Uh, gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans through stock market turmoil and inflation. They might be able to help you. Instead of me giving you their number again, 
this is what I can remember to give you and what you can remember to Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Text my name to 33777. Text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. I will text you back Gold Coast toll-free number. Call them and tell them I sent you. See if they're a good fit for you. You might find a willing partner who's willing to teach you how to use precious metals to ease your retirement turmoil on through all this inflation and Biden economics. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Uh, I just got an email from a listener. So stop, stop being mean to Donald Trump. Everyone's been mean to him since the first day he arrived on the scene. Well, he's been mean to people too. Uh, I, I did ask the listener to please change the channel because I would like the availability of the space to open it up to s- smarter listeners who are less sensitive on the subject of daring to criticize. I literally have just spent an entire hour criticizing Joe Biden, too. And, oh, but don't criticize Trump. Oh, come on, people. Grow up. Snap out of it. It's time to look forward, not the past. I mean, I'm just convinced that, that the selling argument moving forward is do you want to go with the guy who could only get four more years or with literally any other candidate who could get eight? It's going to take four to unwind the damage of the Biden administration. And my gosh, if we're honest about it here, apparently the only one who can have an election stolen from him is Donald Trump. No, I mean, Brad Ravensburger won against Trump's appointed, anointed. Brian Kemp won against the anointed. I mean, they all won against the anointed. Uh, apparently, the only people who can have the rug pulled out from under him are him and his crew. I mean, why are y'all, you people so incompetent in, in the Trump world? Come on. I mean, do better. Get some character. Get some self-control and lead. You have the Senate of the United States of America at stake, and you choose to troll us instead of exercising leadership against a man who committed spousal abuse and tied a woman up in his basement and beat her. And photographed her naked. <sighs> it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. We got the opportunity to stop the Democrats. But we're going to have to move forward. You know, that's one reason I want, I'm going to do this conference next year is, is what do we do moving forward? Uh, what, what does the party look like? Where, where, where does the conservative movement go? Where does the GOP go? Who are the future leaders of the party? There are some up-and-coming leaders of the party in America out there, and I'm intrigued to hear from them. Instead of looking past, going backward, instead of looking at the past, instead of relitigating old grievances, we got a lot of current grievances against the Biden administration. Uh, we got a lot of real leaders out there. You know, Ron DeSantis has just uh, bullied PayPal into backing down. They were trying to cancel working with a conservative group, and DeSantis went after him, and PayPal had to say, oh, our bad, sorry, um, and, and they restored the account of this conservative group. 